This episode is sponsored by Primally Pure Skincare. Primally Pure makes all natural, non-toxic skincare products using ingredients like organic and fair trade coconut oil, organic essential oils, and many other nourishing elements found in nature. In addition to being safe to use, their products also provide users with real, noticeable results. At PrimallyPure.com, you'll find their best-selling natural deodorant that actually works cleansing oils that help penetrate and deep clean the skin, and several other good-for-you products. You'll also find my very favorite product, the Everything Spray. I use it on my face, my hair, my body, everything. As a special bonus for you, Primarily Pure is offering 10% off on your first purchase. Just head to PrimallyPure.com and shop their selection of safe and effective all-natural skincare products. Use code KOYA at checkout to receive the discount on your purchase. Welcome to the Get Loved Up podcast. I'm Koya Webb, founder of Get Loved Up, where we inspire you to love yourself more, love others more, and love the planet more. Each week, I'll interview a special guest who will share their insights on how they practice daily self-care, tackle tough challenges in life, and thrive in the world one breath at a time. You will be inspired to take control of your life as you heal yourself mentally, spiritually, and physically, and create a reality in alignment with your deepest passions. Let's get loved up. Chloe Webb, your host of Get Loved Up Podcast, and I am here with my girl, Jessica Shea. This woman is the founder of Vegan Street Fair, VSF Nights, and Vegan Sunday NoHo, and she is doing a credible, an incredible job of bringing veganism mainstream. Oh my God, thank Welcome. you for saying that. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I am just so in awe of you, all that you've done, especially for people of color and really making this movement for everyone. Mm. And I just love when I go to the vegan street fair and I see so many people, men, women, mm-hmm. kids, adults, mm-hmm. everybody is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, where did this, where was this birth? Where was this desire for plant-based nutrition? Let's start Mm. with where it started for you. How did you get into plant-based eating and living? Yeah, so um, I personally became vegan in 2011 Mm. um, after a trip to SeaWorld, funny enough. I Mm. went there with my husband on an anniversary trip and it was like, let's go swim with the dolphins because that's, you know, that's what you do there. And so I took pictures, it was this magical experience Mm. and I got home and I posted the photos and someone that I was friends with on Facebook said, you know, they don't want to be there, right? And I was Mm. like, wait, what? This guy, this person wasn't even vegan. They were just giving me facts and I didn't want to believe it because I was drinking the Kool-Aid at the time. So long story short, I wanted to prove him wrong and I went online and I started researching about dolphins specifically and sort of how they maneuver this world. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that they are in really dire straits in there. Like they don't want to be in there. Right. They try to kill themselves. They try to ram their heads against the wall to escape this captivity and this torture. They're on antidepressants. And so from that moment, I just decided I don't want anything to ever have to suffer for me ever again. Mm. And so that was food, that was entertainment, that was clothing, that was cosmetics. And it probably took me a good eight months or so to fully transition because then you start thinking about 
you know, things that are tested on animals and, right. you know, the things you put on your skin and mm -hmm. um, your shampoo and, and all that kind of stuff. So, so that's really where, like, veganism started for me. Right. But I'm a New Yorker. So, right. you know, when I wanted to put an event together, I had to do a New York-style thing. Mm -hmm. I had to do something that involved the community that was outdoors, that was next to a train station, that every person of every class could access. I needed it to be free. Um, and I needed all the portions to be small because sometimes people only have a couple of dollars in their pocket and I right. don't want to stop people from accessing veganism if they, you know, normally they don't have as much as maybe other people that can go to a high-end fancy restaurant and get a, you know, $40 meal. That's not the reality for most people. Right. So that's kind of where it all started and mm -hmm. we just wanted to inject fun and not just the typical vegan stuff, which right. is like meat is murder and right. the scary stuff. We really wanted people to see that we're, we're normal. We're just like them. We were not vegan at one point in our lives. Right. And we just want to welcome them. So it's a non-intimidating way of sort of exploring veganism. And then hopefully people take that and they run with it and maybe they become vegan later. So that's kind of the goal. I love that. And I think you do that very well because a lot of people are scared away from veganism. A lot of people even listening to this, mm. like kind of want to do it, but they're scared they'll do it wrong. Mm. And when they do it wrong, they'll be attacked. And so can you kind of speak to that? And then, and then some of the, the images and things like that are very shocking. And I know me and you have talked at length of why you actually don't choose, even though you know it's real, you don't choose to promote in that way. So can you talk yeah. a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that the instant you tell someone they're wrong, it doesn't matter what it is, they're going to put up a wall and they're not really going to be open to whatever message you have. So if you tell someone, how could you do this? How dare you? You know, you are killing a baby cow or whatever. There's so many things we could talk about. I think that their walls instantly go up and I don't think you're gonna really get anywhere. And I personally believe that with veganism, it has to be intrinsic. It has to come from you. It has to be something that no one forces you to do because they're, sh they're showing you these awful images because they can argue it. There's so many ways that people like to argue why they're not vegan, right? It's mm -hmm. like, well, God put animals here for us to eat. Um, we're at the top of the food chain. Yeah, there's all these reasons. And mm -hmm. you can kind of argue these points if you really choose to. And obviously, I think vegans have better responses. But you can't necessarily argue with vegan food. You can't mm -hmm. necessarily argue with good food. Mm -hmm. If you have a really good burger, you're really going to argue that? No. Right. You're going to probably say, wow, this is vegan? Like, I could do vegan. Mm -hmm. And so um, it is hard. It is hard sometimes for people to sort of dip their toe in because there's this misconception that... Right you know, vegan food tastes gross or that we're all paint throwing, militant, you know, scary humans right. <laughs> and we're not all like that. We're, right. I'm very normal. I live mm -hmm. a normal life. I don't, you know, and I don't knock anybody that does those things. I don't necessarily say, you know, you're wrong for going into a grocery store and telling people meat is murder in their face. Like that's kind of not, that's just not my shtick. Right. And I want to approach veganism the way I want to be approached by it. Mm -hmm. I want I want to know that it is a community of love. It is a community of people who give, really give a crap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're not yeah. just trying to shove things in your face. So, yeah, it is it is kind of scary sometimes when you jump in and, and people can be a little a little harsh about it. But at right. the end of the day, you just have to know that what you're doing is is good for your heart. It's good for your soul. 
And it doesn't really matter what anybody has to say about it. And so I love how you say you approach it with love. Mm. But what do you say when people do want some of the facts and they're like, mm. okay, well, we are the top of the food chain and God put mm. animals here for us? Like, what, what is your response to that? I mean, I don't tend to argue mm-hmm. with people anymore. I think mm-hmm. I used to when I first became vegan because mm-hmm. I was very passionate about it. Right. I don't do that anymore. But if I were to have that conversation, I typically say that's fine. But I talk a lot about decolonization. And sometimes right. with decolonization, we kind of have to think about why it is that we eat the way that we eat, right? Like I'm Puerto Rican. And so in Puerto Rico, it's an amalgamation of natives, Africans, and colonizers. Mm-hmm. And the reason that my culture eats the way that it eats is because it was the leftovers. It was the scraps mm-hmm. that you know, the masters didn't want anymore. Mm-hmm. And that became our culture, you know, mm-hmm. like the pig's feet and mm-hmm. the intestines and all this stuff that like all of a sudden becomes chitlins. a part of it. Chitlins. We we chitlins. Chicken feet, right. <laughs> right. And the things that like we think are a part of us, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, when we talk about decolonization, I have to try to keep that in the back of my mind when I get that question, like mm-hmm. we are the top of the food chain or whatever. And I go, that's fine. Um, but the thing is that we didn't actually start eating that way until someone forced us to. Right. That's not natural to us. Like the bison that were eaten from the natives, that was few and far between. That wasn't normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and everything was treated with respect back then. And we're not in that lane anymore. We're, right. Are we really the top of the food chain just because we, you know, we can't or animals can't tell us no? Like, mm-hmm. I almost find that to be... I don't know, um, opposite, hypocritical. It's like Mm -hmm. we're smarter than all these other animals, but yet we treat them with such disrespect that we have put ourselves at the top of the food chain, but only because they can't fight back. Right. I don't know. I, I don't even have a good response for that, I feel. I, have so you watched hard. The Lion King yet? No, not yet. So, I mean, I watched The Lion King, and I'd seen it a million times, mm-hmm. but watching it again just brought it back to everything exists in a perfect balance, in mm-hmm. harmony. And even if it is for us to eat, it's definitely not for us to eat the amount that we are eating. Yes. And it's definitely not for us to abuse and neglect. And it's definitely not all those things. Yeah. So even if you look at all of that and then who's just going to eat just enough and where is that balance? And there you know? is none. And there yeah. is none. Because even down the line, like when people are like, oh, well, you know, I get my dairy from this organic farm. They're still finding that they're abusing those cows still. And so you're like, look, if you if you really want to say that you're better because you do this, that, or the other thing, or you're eating humane meat, it's the same end result at the end mm-hmm. of the day, and an animal is still being mistreated for you or the system. It's just a system. Right. You're a part of the system. And so once you extricate yourself from that system, I, I, for me personally, I, I just like to talk about how it makes me feel. Right. Because, again, people like to argue these mm-hmm. things. They're very good at it. Like, they'll right. just decide, like, well, I'm just going to argue with you today. Right. And what about this? And what, I just got this one response today. Uh, Daisy Fuentes was at Vegan Sunday this week, which was really nice. Mm. And so she posted something, and they were like, don't call it a, sa- a chicken sandwich. Like, how dare you? You can't call it a chicken mm-hmm. sandwich if it's not chicken. And I'm like, wait a minute. You call... Uh, pig intestines and cartilage and flesh and all these ground-up parts of animals, hot dogs. Mm-hmm. So we can't call something a sandwich? Like, you do it all the time. Right. You choose different names to desensitize your brains further to what you're actually eating. Right. I can't call this a sandwich? <laughs> like, 
what are you talking about? Right. It's weird. And so yeah. again, these are the things that people like to argue. And I just, I just try to take it into myself and I just mm-hmm. talk about myself and I say, you know what? I get that. Mm-hmm. For me, it's something that is recognizable. It's something I grew up with and I just want to do it without hurting animals. And that's really, right. once you kind of take it back towards yourself and mm-hmm. not necessarily how they contribute mm-hmm. to this awful oppressive system, mm-hmm. um, I think it takes the weight off of them to have another response right. to the, because it's like, well, you're attacking me now and I'm gonna tell you why I do this, that, or how I do it. I, right. None of that stuff really matters. Like, right. You really have to think about your role Mm-hmm. in this stuff. So I just talk about like my journey and how mm-hmm. it makes me feel and why I do it. And people are waking up though. So mm-hmm. what do you think is the biggest reason that people are seeing the light and saying, hey, you know what? Maybe I do need to eat a little bit more plant-based and maybe I do need to um, listen mm. to um, some of these people. And it's not the norm. It's still not the norm yet, it's, you know, but it is becoming mainstream. Veganism is mm. becoming mainstream. And so what do you think is the number one reason it's becoming mainstream? Mm. I feel like there's so many reasons. Climate change is a big one. People mm-hmm. are talking a lot about climate change these right. days which, you know, who knows if it's a little too late at this point in the mm-hmm. game. Um, but people are talking a lot about it. And they, I think that people are getting smarter to the fact that animal agriculture contributes to more pollution than mm-hmm. cars, planes, and trains put together. Right. And so they want to do their part. And so they know they have to eat less meat because they see it everywhere. Right. Kaiser now is talking about plant-based diets. Mm-hmm. And the accessibility of vegan products is everywhere now. My goodness. You can go to Walmart. You can go to Target. You can go to... Any major grocery store, Aldi's has their own line of stuff. Like mm-hmm. everywhere has even fast food options. places now. Fast food places. Mm-hmm. Carl's Jr. Burger King's about to have the Impossible. Every single place mm-hmm. that they exist, and so I think it's really just the fact that they know. I feel like everybody kind of knows right. that there's something not okay with what we're doing, and we have to shut our brains off to it, right. so that we can continue to do it. You know, like my children, I read stories to my kids about you know, these pigs and these chickens who are the protagonists in the story. Mm. But then we desensitize our kids later by making them eat those same chickens, pigs, and cows that are right. the protagonists. And I think that it starts very young, of course, this mm-hmm. this uh, this societal norm that we have about cognitive dissonance towards animals. Um, so I, I think that intrinsically people do understand and know mm-hmm. that they shouldn't be doing it. And so if they see options places... Right. I feel like they'll choose it more, you mm-hmm. know, and it might not be in mass. It might not be every single person. But when Carl's Jr. did that free burger, uh, right. like a couple months ago, mm-hmm. I, dr- I did the drive through and I got my burgers and they were like, you got here just in time. It was maybe 430, mm-hmm. in, uh, you know, during the day. And they said, we have two left. And I said, wow, I'm sorry, what? They said, we have two left. And we had a whole pack or a whole, uh, Delivery that was meant to last until Tuesday. And this was a Friday. Wow. I mean, like, that shows the demand is there. The demand is there. And it's not just vegans. I live in Santa Clarita. There's not millions of vegans out there buying out Carl's Jr. That's non-vegans giving it a try. Right. And we're making it much more accessible and recognizable and not scary. So that's, like, why my events kind of are the way they are, too. Because it's, like, you can walk in and get a chicken sandwich and Mm -hmm. probably feel, wow, okay, cool. If this is chicken sandwich, like, if this is vegan chicken sandwich... I'm good. Right. I can do this. 
I think know? so, because you have the yeah. best food at these vegan streets, right? You get <laughs> the best so. vendors with the best food and the best entertainment as well. Mm. I think it's, it's, it's really a lot of fun. Mm. So can you just, because people, I feel like, like you were saying, people are wanting to be more responsible. People are just wanting to know how. Mm -hmm. They want to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. But when it's not that many options, it's hard. When it's not accessible, yeah. it's hard. Mm. And so you're making it easy. A lot of companies out there are saying, okay, let's give this a try. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me some of the things that make your event the event to go through why people love it mm -hmm. it's always packed out because a lot of because we need to do this all around the world we need to yeah. have a vegan street fair in every single know, city in the world so what are some of the things you think that really help people get excited about, about yeah um oh that's a good question i i really think it's just the fact that when you walk in you see people of all backgrounds like you see yourself there you see right. You know, you see brown people, you see black people, you see people with disabilities, you see Muslims, you see every kind of person you can imagine. Because for the longest time for me, when I would go into a vegan festival or anything, I never saw myself. Right. I never saw brown skin, Latina, like I never saw that. Mm -hmm. And so it felt uncomfortable. It right. felt like I didn't belong. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that our cultures weren't mostly inherently plant-based because they were, right? Again, this concept of decolonization, if we go back, our right. cultures were primarily plant-based. But now it's the marketing of it. Now how is veganism marketed? Because typically it's marketed with a specific look and mm -hmm. it's like everyone that's vegan is supposed to be the skinny, fit, raw food type of mm -hmm. person. And that's not what veganism is, right? right? Veganism is not a diet. I tell people mm -hmm. this all the time. It's a part of your diet, but it's not mm -hmm. a diet. Right. So when you see people of different body types, when you see people of different colors, of different mm -hmm. religions, of different abilities, you can see yourself in this movement without feeling like you don't belong, like you belong, you belong in this movement. So I think Vegan Street Fair, Vegan Sunday, VSF Nights, these are events that want to like just welcome the world with mm, open arms yeah. and tell them like you belong here and come mm -hmm. join us. And even if you don't go vegan tomorrow, right. even if it takes you a while, even if you just do veganism twice a week. Even if you just come to Vegan Sunday and have a vegan meal for one day, mm -hmm. feel like um, that's a seed planted. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, so that, that feeling of belonging. I love mm. that because we all want to belong and you're mm -hmm. absolutely right. When people don't feel like they belong or they're being different, if they eat this thing, mm -hmm. it does make it harder. And the biggest thing that I hear is how do I do this with my family? Mm. And I know you can speak to that because you're a proud you. mama, a full-time mama, mm, yes. and a full-time entrepreneur. Yes. So how, how do you do it? It's hard, it's hard, it's a balance. It's all a balance and I'm still learning how to do it because as my kids age, they need more and different things. And as our business grows, it's like having three kids. <laughs> it's like I have my two kids and then, well actually, it's like having five kids because I've got these three events now and they're yeah. growing still. And um, it's a balance and it takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. it's, I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, like my kids are little activists now. They're vegan, of mm. course. Like they know how to walk through life and ask if something's vegan. Right. They know how to tell their friends, hey, don't hurt that animal or leave the insect alone, you know. And I just feel like we're creating this little army of compassionate beings mm. around the world. And it's really magical to see and witness and be a part of. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even remember the question now that I'm thinking about it. But That's okay. <laughs> you're, it matters, you're, right? you're talking to it matters. It's the family. It's the family part. Yeah. Don't allow fear to control you any longer. 
Your life was meant to be lived to the fullest. You were born to fulfill your limitless potential for greatness. You are capable of vibrating in love and total abundance in all ways. You are destined to manifest the rich and exciting life of your dreams. The future is yours. All you need to do is open the door. Pre-order my book, Let Your Fears Make You Fierce Now, and enjoy my 10 Fierce Meditations. You will immediately get meditation when you send in the receipt for your book, and you can listen to them nightly and dream of the dreams you've always wanted to accomplish in life, but this time, know it's possible. You know, and I think a lot of people wonder, like, especially a lot of moms out there, okay, I'm plant-based and I'm mm-hmm. vegan, but maybe my partner isn't, mm-hmm. and, and how do I share this with my child? Right. And, and what would you speak to that? Because we really haven't had that much on the show. We've had a lot of people that are plant-based and vegan, but we haven't really had someone just give us a couple of tips mm. on how to help the children um, really embrace or maybe introduce um, plant-based yeah. living into their lifestyle when you as one parent and also, you know, children first and then mm. we'll get into the partner stuff because I oh think gosh, that's yeah. a lot harder. Yeah. I mean, I'm lucky because my partner's vegan. Right. And my kids You're lucky. are vegan. So I'm lucky. But like I was just talking to Tabitha, Tabitha Brown the other right. day. She's like, I live in a mixed family. Right. And, you know, it's it's a challenge because my husband and my son, they don't eat the way that my daughter and, and I eat. Mm-hmm. And so she could, she would be a great, a great, uh, she's been on. Has she been on? Yes, she yeah, has. You have to bring her back on for I that know, one. She's funny. Uh, but yeah, but she has a lot to say about that specifically. For me, like with the kids, you know, it's already healthy, right? Like we always talk about kids eating healthier. Mm-hmm. We always talk about kids. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I would do the McDonald's drive through because that's what my grandmother, who came from Puerto Rico, thought was the thing. It was mm-hmm. like, she didn't realize that it was unhealthy. She just thought it was convenient because it's the American way. And like, mm-hmm. you just do it because it's there and it's convenient and it's cheap and it's much faster than going home and cooking a meal. And for, especially for my kids, like I'm lucky because they grew up loving kale right. and they grew up loving greens and they grew mm-hmm. up loving fruits of all kinds and nuts of all kinds. And, and I didn't have to do too much work. Once we started introducing things like French fries and pizzas and it was a little bit harder. It's all vegan, of course, but right. doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy, you know, it is mm-hmm. healthier than its non-vegan counterparts. But I think one of the tips with kids in general is just, like, introducing them to as much as possible in as many ways as possible. And helping them have a love for food by mm-hmm. letting them cook with you. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Like, my six-year-old, actually both of them, when we make smoothies in the morning, they are all right. in. When we make juices in the morning, they're all in. Even if they don't drink them all, because I like a lot of ginger in my juice, for example. Even if they don't necessarily drink it, just the fact that they're a part of it. Because mm-hmm. that's, you know, they're sponges. That stuff sticks. Right. So when they get older, that's hopefully going to carry on with them because they saw it with us and they did it with us. And so when they help us cook, I feel like that's kind of, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's the key. That's beautiful. Yeah. I think that is, I think me making food with my mom, even though it mm. wasn't vegan at the time, it, it, it made me become a foodie. I mm. love food now. I love making food. I love like the whole process. Mm-hmm. And I think making the food does make it very special because mm-hmm. when I introduced it to my family, it wasn't just telling them, be, this is why you should be vegan or plant-based. Yeah. It was just actually letting them taste it yes. and feel it and see it's good. Mm-hmm. So that that is that is so amazing. Mm. And then, yes, like you said, you're lucky to have yeah. a partner um, that's vegan as well. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, with the partners, does it really, if you're, let's say, your significant other wasn't vegan or plant-based, would it work for you or would it be for very hard? For me personally, oh, my gosh, I cannot 
honestly answer that question because mm-hmm. I think about sometimes like when I meet people who are single vegans right and right like, I've been searching and I met this girl and she's not vegan and I don't know what to do with myself and I'm over here like I could never even wade into this pool right now like mm-hmm. I don't even want to know right what it's like what it's like because I don't know that I don't know I don't know where my ethics and my love for someone would kind of meet mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um I don't know. I also think it just depends on your relationship because there's right. some partners who are completely respectful. And mm. I have a friend who's not vegan and his wife is, and he will not eat vegan in the house, or sorry, he will not eat non-vegan in the house. Mm-hmm. He won't bring non-vegan stuff into the house. He eats completely vegan at home. She makes food. It's 100% a vegan home. When he's out and at work, mm-hmm. he eats meat. Right. And in their relationship, that works. So mm-hmm. perhaps... That could be the case mm-hmm. for me. I, I know it does work for some people. Right. Me personally, I, I just couldn't like imagine kissing someone after they've eaten a steak. Mm-hmm. Like I just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I could. But it's hard. <laughs> I can, I can say as a single vegan that that's kind of where my boundary is. Mm-hmm. Like I try to even with my my um, family. Mm-hmm. It's just like with at my place we have yeah. all plant based. When we go out, they go to plant based places as much as possible. Sometimes we go to both places Mm. and I'm there and everyone's eating whatever they want to eat. It doesn't bother me as much. Mm -hmm. The kissing thing is hard. I have dated a person and I'm just like, you're gonna have to brush your teeth first. That's what I mean. And so it does, it is difficult and interesting. But like you said in the beginning, we all have to start somewhere. And I think that compassionate part Mm -hmm. of it gives you the patience. It gives me the patience as a person, but I think most of us, if we have something that we truly believe in, we always hope that our partner eventually would be in alignment. So it is, mm-hmm. it does make it tricky when it comes to dating. So yeah. um, I could definitely speak to that. And so another thing that I know you're really passionate about is making sure that it's available for everyone. So mm-hmm. everyone knows that California is the hub for vegan food. So when it comes to accessibility, what are some things that people can do, people listening that are not in California, they can't mm. come to Vegan Street Fair, they can't come to any of your babies. Oh, no. What do they do to get this plant-based? What are the top ways you feel like people can add more um, mm-hmm. vegan food to their plate? Yeah, I think cookbooks is my number one. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, wherever you're at, you buy a cookbook and bare minimum, you have some roadmap of where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love Isa Does It. It's kind of my favorite cookbook. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know that one. It's easier recipes than, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of other things. Very uh, accessible items, like not stuff that you have to go to Whole Foods for necessarily. It's, right. you know, cashew cheese that you're making with cashews you could find anywhere. Um, for the most part, I love her her book. I love Oh, She Glows because that's like really, it's pretty mm-hmm. whole um, she's not buying anything in a package, really. So I just think cookbooks. I think cookbooks are great. And mm-hmm. I think also if you are if you have a little bit more money and, and you have that privilege of being able to walk into Target or Walmart and trying out the vegan cheeses and trying out, you know, Costco sells plant-based burgers now. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much everywhere. So right. I just feel like for people that are looking to start, for one thing, find a community somewhere. Um, there's lots online. Like we started a Facebook group, a, well, how many years ago now? eight years ago now called Power to the Veg. And that was because when I was vegan and just starting, um, I went to a restaurant one time and they had a spring roll and a summer roll. Mm. And one had chicken and one didn't. And of course I ordered the one without chicken and they brought me the one with chicken. Mm. And I ate it and I would only, I'd only been vegan at this time for like 
four months Mm -hmm. and I ate the chicken and I lost my mind like Mm. I cried I like was kicking walls it was nuts it was very ridiculous actually now I think about it but it really hurt my heart to know that like Mm -hmm. there was chicken in my body after I had made this conscious decision and I was calling my friend in Vegas who was the only vegan I knew and I was like (laughs) I need your help I need your help and I'm in New York at the time and she's not answering and I was Mm -hmm. like I need someone to tell me this is going to be okay because we make mistakes, right? right? Like it happens. Absolutely. Accidental cheese on your pizza when you ask mm-hmm. for, you know, vegan. She wasn't able to answer. So I think it was the next day I just started an online group because I was like, I need to know that I can reach someone at any point in time and I know I'm not the only one. Right. I know that there are so many of us who are out there who are struggling mm-hmm. and need that online support mm-hmm. of people that are not in their town. And there's so many people that I've met from that group that are like, I don't know a single vegan. Wow. Because I live in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, that is heartbreaking That's to know. Amazing. But here's a community of people that can maybe help you out. And then maybe you find some, mm-hmm. you know, people through that. So any online communities, as long as they're not toxic, I think are really helpful. As long as they're not shamey, which is a whole other topic, you know, that are just aligned with your values in terms of trying out this life. And just mm-hmm. kind of cookbooks, finding your online community, and hopefully mm-hmm. making friends in real life is, I think, the core piece to um, making sure that you can do veganism fully. And what are there any other communities that you know of that you really think are like solid communities people can check out? You Um, you have your Facebook community. I don't really know any others. Like every town from what I can see has their like vegans of blah blah blah. Right. Like Seattle vegans, New York vegans, vegans of Santa Clarita. Google, Facebook, just find they're out there. I mean Mm -hmm. that's the beauty of Social media these days, it's like, right. you can pretty much find everything that you need. I just saw this account on Instagram is like Trader Joe's vegan. And oh, I yeah. was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I didn't even know some of these things mm-hmm. because they don't label them vegan and Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. So that like opened my eyes. So I think little mm-hmm. things like that I think yeah. are really helpful for people, yeah. especially people just starting because there's one thing mm. to be plant-based and then there's another thing to be a healthy vegan, which we're just saying, okay, you can go and get all these vegan things, mm-hmm. try it out, taste mm-hmm. it, feel it. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to eat healthier, that's yes. a whole nother level. Another level. That's another level. Totally. But if you want to reduce your carbon footprint mm-hmm. and make a difference, you know, mm-hmm. in your body, your health, the economy, yes. here it is. Absolutely. And so what do you feel like um, is the main thing that you really want to put out there for people right now? Um, I just want people to know that, you know, veganism isn't scary. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, in and of itself, it's born out of um, justice, right? Like, we want justice for animals. We want animals to, to not be oppressed. We want to um, do our part as humans, as, as caring, compassionate people to, mm-hmm. you know, not hurt animals. Like, we have dogs and we have cats and we're animal lovers. But then on the flip side, we buy animals to eat. Mm-hmm. And so I just want people to know that th- there doesn't necessarily have to be anything magical or superhuman about extending your heart to animals that maybe aren't so cuddly or maybe that aren't so, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting one because for me as a kid, I never, I, I really attached to Bambi first. Mm. And when I would see my neighbors hunting like deer, I'd be like, no, don't kill Bambi. Oh. But, but I was still eating Wilbur, but I didn't understand that I was eating Wilbur because mm-hmm. it was packaged and it didn't look mm-hmm. like Wilbur, but I could see Bambi mm-hmm. and I could see the hunters with the gun after I oh saw the gosh. deer jump across my lawn. And so once I realized like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, mm-hmm. that's Wilbur. 
on my pet. And then, oh, that, that's little chicken. <laughs> I mean, I, you start attaching these personalities mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, with the food that you're eating. Yeah. And I think you, you understand that, okay, this might not be something that I want to participate in. For sure. Um, but most, I feel like most children are just unaware. I, I've talked to a lot of mm-hmm. people at this point, and a lot of people are just unaware of the connection of animals uh, between the dog and the cat and the cow and the pig. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they, of course, wouldn't eat a dog or a cat, right. but they don't feel that it's the same as a cow and a pig. Yeah. Well, how would you speak to that? Yeah, I mean, it's cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. is what it is. Again, it's like, why would you love one and eat the other? It's this thing right. that we're sort of, it's bred into us from when we're very little that like animals are here for us to eat and that's your protein and that's what's mm-hmm. gonna make you big and strong. And we just have all these myths in this world mm-hmm. that are you know unfounded. And for me, it's like, we have so many options now, mm-hmm. it's more than even just five years ago. Right. And it's going to keep growing. And like, this is such a great time to go vegan because you right. can find stuff everywhere. 7-Eleven has vegan things. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Trader Joe's, you can walk into any Trader Joe's, go to the front desk and say, can I get a list of your vegan items? Mm. They'll give you I'm a gonna full do that. list. I haven't done that. I'm going to do that and mm-hmm. like buy all the things. Buy all the things. But they give you Stack a full them. list. <laughs> yeah. They're like, here you go. That's amazing. Who knew that that thing existed, right? right. But it's like... I think all stores should do that. They really should. Maybe they will sooner than. But you got places like Aldi, it's a huge Mm -hmm. grocery chain. They have their own vegan line now, and it's like, come on, this. And don't get me wrong, this I'm speaking from a place of privilege because I'm very aware of the fact there are people who don't necessarily have access to this stuff. If you if you got an EBT card or you're you know you're someone who's not necessarily. In a neighborhood, yeah, with because all the vegan stores. things aren't on those EBT cards. I've had a uh, friend, family members that have them, and and then we go shopping mm-hmm. for healthy things, and there are none that they yeah. can get. It's like eggs, bread, yes. milk, yes, and cheese, not soy milk, right? Like, so, so ugh. then, what do you do? Yeah, and I don't know, and I guess I can't speak to that, and, and right. I, but I have spoken to others, right, or in you know who who are in this world, and they go. It's not as easy as you would think. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's always tricky because this is a whole nother can of worms. And it's so like, true. but it's like we live in a place where we can go to Trader Joe's and ask for right. these things. I grew up in the Bronx. There's no mm-hmm. Trader Joe's. Right. Our grocery stores are, are pretty much just bodegas right. that are classified as grocery stores because they have a lime. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Right. <laughs> you don't actually have produce in there. It's true. But it's a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, so... I feel yeah. like do what you can. I feel like do, do what, what you, you can. can. Seek the support. Don't do mm-hmm. it alone. Don't, you know, you're going to stumble and struggle and fall as you go down this journey. But if it feels good in your mm-hmm. heart and you know that this is what you want to do, there's resources out there. So many resources. Yeah. And I feel like, to be honest, I'm a foodie, so I, I do all the vegan things. I have oh, fun. Yeah. I go to the stores. But to be honest, when I'm being my healthiest self, what I consume is very inexpensive. Yeah. Rice beans, yeah. quinoa, lentil, chickpeas. You can get those in most grocery stores yeah. all around the world. Even my grocery store I have at home, mm-hmm. it was called Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly, yes. Find girl. the beans, you know, and all you have to do is like, you know, one part beans, mm-hmm. two part water, mm-hmm. beans, rice. Those things don't cost yeah. that much. And you have some greens, whether it be green beans 
or um, spinach. Most places have these things. Mm -hmm. And when you do break it down to the simplest thing, I'm going to check out the cookbook that you mentioned mm -hmm. because there's also a book like a Vegan Food on a Budget. Yes. And I think those really do go to like the bare necessities. Yeah. And I feel like that can really help communities or people who don't really have, mm -hmm. can't go to a store and buy some things or yeah. even, you know, purchasing things online. Yeah. I feel like is another resource. If it's not in your area, you can buy sure. it online sure. and get, you know, and get it a lot quicker. But mm -hmm. thank you mm -hmm. so much. Like this has been so amazing. And the last thing I want you to share with us is what are, I want you to talk a little bit about the difference between your babies. Like what, are, how do you differentiate? <laughs> between the, okay, so my babies, my my event babies. So You're Vegan ready. Street Fair is annual. It's okay. our flagship. It's the first one we ever did. It's free to enter. It happens every March. Uh, there's 150 vendors out there. There's a beer garden, there's entertainment, there's music, there's DJs. It's super fun. And then Vegan Sunday is a really small version of Vegan Street Fair. Mm -hmm. And that one happens every single Sunday from in North Hollywood from, uh, let's see, April through mid-February, all mm -hmm. pretty much almost all year round. And then Vegan Street Fair Nights or VSF Nights happens Labor Day weekend, and that is also annual, and that's a paid event, but it's like low cost. So you're paying between 10 and $30 for entrance. All the vendors are doing unique items. There's a DJ, there's dancing, there's a beer garden, um, if that's your thing. And um, so yeah, I think that's the biggest difference. And they all happen in North Hollywood right now. Right now. But we want it all over the world. Everybody wants it all over the and world. I'm only one person. You're an amazing entrepreneur. You're doing a lot to really um, bring veganism to the world. And your mom, your entrepreneur, how do you get loved up? How do you take, <laughs> how do you take care of Jess? Oh, so Which sad. I got you out of today. I know. Yes. You did get me out of, but it's okay. I it's got a good out of reason. It's a good reason. It's my self-care day. So Mondays is like my day to chill because I just did like a 14-hour day for Vegan Sunday. Um, but I'm here now, so yes. it's all good. It's all good. It, it worked out. For a good cause. Um, salsa. I do the salsa. Mm -hmm. Salsa is my latest thing. Uh, you and I have a little bit similar stories. I don't, I don't know if you even care to talk about it, but you know, our backs. My, I got a back injury in 2010. Mm -hmm. um, and I used to work out a lot. I was, I was a personal trainer mm -hmm. for a long time. We both did. American Gladiator. Gladiator. <laughs> I was like, we both did American Gladiators. So yeah, so you did season one and I did season two. And, uh, and after that, I actually injured my back. Mm -hmm. And so my self-love used to be the gym. And now it's not because I injure myself after going a little bit too. Because like in your brain, right? You're like this mm -hmm. person who just goes. But your body's like, no. So I hurt myself a little bit and then I'm out for like two weeks. Mm -hmm. So what I started doing is trying to find things that I still find uh, fun and exciting and it's salsa. It's salsa. Like oh. salsa has been really fun and a new outlet and a new way to just reach back into my roots because I grew up dancing salsa, but now it's like professional salsa. Mm. So that's my like get loved up stuff. And spending time with my kids is like really probably the top, like obviously before that because they're just, they're so... They're so amazing. Those, and everybody says that about their kids, and I and all everybody's kids are amazing. But right. you just find that purpose, you know, in right. those in those little people. And so my get loved up is just really just trying to be the best mom I can be, and mm -hmm. trying to balance being an entrepreneur and being a mom, and not sacrificing too much on either end mm. so that I don't feel overwhelmed. Which mm. is, we don't talk about that enough. As right, especially as women of color, I feel because 
we shoulder so much mm-hmm. and we want to do so much because we're motivated and we're driven and right. if we have the opportunity to like make big change we want to do that right. and really do it well and it takes a lot of resources and time mm-hmm. and time is a resource and so balance I feel like just finding my balance is my way of like getting loved up Mm. And I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and course. tell us where we can find you mm. all over social media. So uh, Vegan Sunday, uh, which is our weekly event, North Hollywood, is at Vegan Sunday NoHo. The website is. Ve- Should I talk to you still? Or the you can talk still? to me. Oh, okay, okay. You talk Sorry. To me. Uh, We're gonna put it all in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it's Vegan. SundayEvents.com is our website, or at Vegan Sunday NoHo is our Instagram and Facebook. And then for Vegan Street Fair or Vegan Street Fair Nights, it's at Vegan Street Fair or VeganStreetFair.com. Awesome. Yay. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you.